0: Our scripture for today is a familiar passage and one that I just ask you that you turn to Luke chapter 2. If you have that Bible in front of you, just get in the habit of opening up God's Word. I know it's in your handout and it'll be on the screen, but there's just something about opening up the Word of God. And I want you to feel free to be able to do that today. Uh, There's a pew Bible in front of you, or if you're like me, you have your device. And so I'm giving you time to... pick Luke, and then pick chapter 2, and then we're going to start right there at the beginning. The scripture is probably familiar for a lot of us, especially this time of year, and uh, this is the time where you hear this story. Uh, Our kids, you're going to hear it from our children at PFN in just about uh, an hour or so uh, around in there. Uh, So Luke chapter 2, and this is the story of Christmas, Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census would be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And this will be assigned to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, in her heart, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen or heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And then on the eighth day, when it was time for, to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. It's a familiar story. It's uh, one of my favorite Christmas memories. Maybe you have one of your favorite Christmas memories uh, that you and your families go through every single year. I have quite a few, but one of my very favorite Christmas memories of my childhood is watching the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Anybody else with me? You love the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? Okay. Um, I don't catch it. Every year anymore, but when I was little, this was a must-see. And this year is a sign of the times. uh, You can watch it whenever you want. You can stream it as long as you have Apple Plus TV, because that's the only way that you're going to see it now. Back in the day, though... We had to wait until CBS and then ABC decided to show it, and it happened one day, one evening of the year, and you had to see it that evening, or you had to wait an entire year to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. But I love that story. It's a story of Charlie Brown. You know his story, of this little skimpy little tree. But the highlight of the, the the highlight of the show was always the Christmas program. If you remember, all the characters put on this Christmas program. If you're familiar with the show, you can imagine Lucy was in charge of handing out all the scripts and and, uh, Snoopy was off uh, dancing and Schroeder was playing the piano. But the absolute best part of this was, it seemed like it would happen all the time to poor Charlie Brown. He would get so frustrated. And this time he was frustrated because of all the commercialism and in desperation he asked his friends, Isn't there anyone that knows what Christmas is all about? And so enter sweet, innocent Linus with his blanket who says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And then Linus walks to the center stage and he recites on national television, Luke chapter two. The story of, of the shepherds and the angels' proclamation that the Messiah, that Jesus has been born. And he says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah. He is the Lord. Great joy for all people this is our third uh, Sunday of Advent and today we celebrate joy the joy that comes from knowing a a savior Jesus the joy that comes from receiving that greatest gift that he could possibly give us himself salvation so we have some notes here for you if uh as we talk about joy as we talk about joy in Jesus uh First one, write this down, that joy is more than an emotion. It's more than an emotion. If you think uh, about joy, what do you think of? Well, if somebody just says the word joy to me, I think of a smile, or I think of someone that is happy, but is joy more than that? The angels told the shepherds that uh, he was bringing them some good news, But he was bringing them not just any news, not just any good news, but he was bringing them news that will cause great joy for all the people. In about two hours from now, I want you to watch because you are going to see great joy on the face of Pastor Shauna and the directors of the Christmas program because it will be over, (laughs) right, months. I'm literally months of work are finally behind them. But I've seen joy on the face of other people here as well. I, I saw a video this week of a cancer patient that got to ring the bell, signifying that she was done with her chemo treatments, and there was joy. There was this joy on her face for sure. I remember my, taking my boys when they were little to Disneyland, and as we walked in, uh, their eyes just got all big and they're just taking in everything around them and they had that look of great joy. But we could say that each of these are expressions of joy that are based on emotions. But the joy that the angel was telling the shepherds about uh, seems a little bit more than just a passing emotion on that day. It's based on the fact that will change people's lives from that point on forever. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. How many of us realize that it was Jesus' birth, God's plan for a Jesus to come and to live with us, to, to come out of heaven, to humble himself enough, to be born as that little baby, but then to die for us and be raised back into life? God's salvation plan through that was for us. That plan was for you. It was for your joy. It was for your eternal Joy. I hear that line from Luke chapter 2, and I, I have to ask myself, Brian, are you joyful? Are we joyful for the right reason? I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Am I joy joyous? Where does this great joy come from? And how do we keep this part of our life? Write this down, number two. Salvation. Gives birth to joy. See, our salvation is so multifaceted, our salvation is, is so wonderful that there's a whole lot that goes on in that moment that we give our life over to Christ and we surrender ourselves to Him. And sometimes I think that we we lose what's actually happening in that salvation moment that moment when we come to Jesus and we tell him that I accept all that you have done in my life, uh, the grace that you have shown me in my past. And now from this day forward, Jesus, I want to walk with you and talk with you. And I want to ask for your forgiveness for the things that I have done. And I need you to be the Lord of my life. What happens? What actually happens in that moment? Why should Jesus and his salvation be good news that should bring us great joy? Well, first, if you're taking notes, write this down. It brings us to a moment of reconciliation. Big, long word, reconciliation. It's written on the screen in case you need to know how to spell that. See, when we were away from God, when we are lost in our sin, joy real joy is absent. We were created. The reason for your existence was that you were made to have a relationship with God. It's his design. Yet because of sin, all of us have stepped away from that design. So when we come to to place the Uh, Come to that place of repentance And we ask Jesus to be The Lord of our life Something in that moment There is something in that moment that happens It's our salvation moment This is the moment Of our restart This is the moment Of our rebirth We are born again And our spirit is made alive And with that With that comes a spiritual Life and joy with that salvation comes a forever joy so our joy comes when we reconcile ourselves with god reconciliation listen to this reconciliation is the restoration of a relationship into a harmonious state after a dispute now i know that's a really big definition There's a lot there. Let me repeat it so it can sink in. Reconciliation is the restoration of a relationship into a harmonious state after a dispute. And it was all of our sins, mine and yours, that put us in dispute with the holy God. We may still love him, and certainly he still loved us in despite of our sin, but we are out of harmony with God. What happened up here on the stage when the team was singing, and uh, it's just stuff that I don't understand. I don't get all this up here. I'm not a musical person. Um, uh, I don't know much about music. In fact, I know very, very little about music but I can enjoy a great harmony like we heard when people sing together, right? I can enjoy that. I don't know how to do it. I personally can't do it. Nobody wants to ask me to try, right? But I recognize when that harmony happens. I can also recognize when it's off. Anybody else? You can just like, ee. That wasn't right, right? I don't know why it's off, I'm not skilled enough to point out if somebody is flat or sharp or if they're off tune. I just just know that something funky is going on at that moment in that music, right? And uh, it's out of harmony. I may not know how it's off. I just instantly know it. When my relationship with Jesus is in disharmony, I instantly know it. So are you in harmony with Christ? Are you in harmony with Jesus today? Are you reconciled with him? Do you know that this joy that that comes from being in a healthy relationship with God, do you know that joy? To be reconciled is to be brought back into this proper relationship with God, and it's done by God's grace. And it's a gift. It's a gift to us if we would just ask for it. But there is another part of this joy of salvation, the one that we may not think of right away. Write this down, the joy of possession. When I was little, just like Linus, I had my favorite blanket. Did anybody here have their favorite blankie? That's what mine was called. (laughs) They had their favorite blankie both of our boys had their favorite blanket and they would need that blanket if we were ever to get them to lie down for a nap. They wouldn't do it unless they had their favorite blanket. They needed it. They brought comfort to them. Until the one day when our dog decided to chew up Ian's blanket. And uh, he tore this big hole in half of the blanket and Uh, Carol and I thought that we would just replace the blanket. We would just give him another one. We we had another one. People gave us more blankets. You know, when the babies were born, we still had that one in the bottom shelf, and we just give him that new blanket. It didn't work. He didn't want that new blanket, right? Uh, We uh, we tried buying another one that looked just like the original one, and that didn't work. So mom sewed up the hole in the blanket and suddenly, even though there was a big hole in it, everything was good. See, new blanket equaled no joy. Possessing the old blanket brought joy. This great joy that we have through our salvation comes when we are in possession of our savior, Jesus. And he is in possession of us. And no imposter is going to be accepted. No alternative will do. Our joy can only come when we have Jesus Christ. That's it. We may try to fill our lives with things um, that we think are just as important as Jesus, things or or wealth or power. Or maybe they might be substances or or vices or habits. But we know that our life is empty unless we have Jesus and Jesus has us. So how about the, the source of joy in our salvation? Write this down. See, the joy of anticipation. How many of you have gifts already wrapped and they're underneath your Christmas tree? Let me see your hands if you're those people where we have a few people that are ahead of the game. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but uh, don't worry if uh, your kids or grandkids are, are watching, there'll be something there. Don't worry, it's coming, okay? One of my favorite parts of, of Christmas as a dad was the anticipation of the gifts. Uh, Watching my boys, and maybe your kids did this too, they would pick up that gift and they would turn it around and they would look at it. They'd try to figure out what was in it. They'd shake it and they would feel it and they would squeeze it. And watching them anticipate what the gift was was just as fun as watching them actually unwrap the gift. See, as Christians, our joy comes from anticipating what Jesus is going to do next, our great reward of being with him either in heaven or anticipating his return when he makes everything right once again, whichever comes first. The joy of knowing what is coming. The joy of this upcoming reward. The joy of knowing that you are on the victorious side. You are receiving the joy of heaven. It's going to be worth whatever we face here on earth. Amen? What comes next makes all of this worth it. See, if our joy comes through a healthy relationship with Jesus then the way we lose our joy is by choosing the opposite. And so number three, it's sin that robs our joy. Christians, even well-meaning Christians, sometimes fall into sin, right? Um, The Nazarene Church defines sin, sin this way, that sin is a willful transgression of a known law of God. In other words... It's when I, on purpose, do do what I know that God doesn't want me to do, or don't do what I know that God wants me to do. See, when we're tempted and we sin, as Christians, immediately we should be checked by the Holy Spirit, and he makes us aware of our transgression. None of us would be able to say that we didn't know it. We knew it. And God is faithful to make it clear. And and the question is, will we ask for forgiveness and regain our joy? See, falling into sin should never be a habit to the Christian. The, The longer that we are Christians, the rarer that should happen in our life because we have learned to be like him and we're learning how to avoid satan's traps but if we do sin we need to immediately pray and ask for god's forgiveness and continue on in the relationship see we learn from our failures so where does this joy come from in reality joy is joy is a A matter of cause and effect, just as much as pain is. No one can get joy by just saying, Hey, Jesus, I'd really like to have some joy today. I don't think that's the way it happens. Joy is one of the ripest fruits in the Christian life. And like every fruit, it has to be nurtured and it has to grow. So the Bible lists joy as one of the fruits of the Spirit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. In other words, as we are in Christ, His Spirit lives within us, and joy should be growing out of our spirit. Not just the emotion of joy, not just happiness, not just a smile on our face, but the lifestyle of joy. The confidence of having Jesus that inspires us and cultivates that joy in our life. So this Advent season, let me ask you, how's your joy coming along? Did you pass that joy on to others? Do they sense that joy that you have through through Christ? Verse 10 says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. For today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you and he is your Messiah. He's your Lord I believe that when we have this this joy that comes from knowing Jesus, for accepting him into our life and asking for his forgiveness and allowing the Holy Spirit to grow this fruit in our life, when that happens, people all around us are going to want to know how they can possess this gift too. This is the time of year where you and I, as Christians, we get to share our joy. We get to share Jesus with those who don't know him. This time of year offers us so many other opportunities to talk about Jesus because Christmas is all about Jesus, right? So I challenge you to do a personal check on your joy. If you seem to be lacking it this season, ask yourself why. Don't allow sin to rob you of joy. Don't allow somebody else's sin to rob you of joy either. Be reconciled with Jesus. Ask for forgiveness and experience joy. Secondly, though, I challenge you to share your reason for joy with someone who doesn't seem to know Jesus yet. Find a way. Make a plan. Share within the greatest story that's ever been told to someone who needs joy, to someone who needs Jesus. That is the best Christmas present we could possibly offer them. And so let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for... Sending your son to heaven or to, to earth from heaven. Lord, we thank you that you would humble yourself enough to be born as an innocent, small baby. In just a moment, Lord, we're going to listen to our kids proclaim uh, the meaning of Christmas and finding you, Jesus. Lord, may we as adults in this room find Jesus too. Lord, may we find that joy that comes in knowing that you are our Savior, that joy that comes in knowing that you have forgiven our sins, that joy that comes in knowing that whatever is next is so much better than here. Lord, help us with our joy this week. Help us to proclaim your joy. Lord, would you even send somebody in our path that we would boldly proclaim? This is the reason I have joy. His name is Jesus. And Lord, maybe there's somebody here this morning or or maybe there's somebody watching online today that doesn't know you or, or doesn't know the joy of having you as their Savior, as their Lord. Maybe today would be a day that they would come to you and say, Lord, as I look back in my life, I see all of these places and times where you have been there. And Lord, I need you as much now, if not more than I ever needed you before. And so Lord, I need you in my life. I don't need you, Lord, to offer me your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from the penalty of my sins. And I believe you did what you said that you did. You died on a cross and paid that penalty. And so, Lord, thank you for the grace that allows me to accept your gift this Christmas. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, would you walk with me from this point forward? May we be in step with one another every single day. Lord, would you be my Savior? Would you be my Lord? Lord Jesus, I pray that we could share this wonderful message of joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for what you have done for us, but I thank you in advance for what this church, what these people, the people watching online today will be able to do this week with a gift of joy. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.